give our undying friendship to the listener if the listener would just grant us a small favor and join us here on the godfather, godfather minute. minute my name is alex robinson and i'm andy robinson and together we are the godfather, godfather minute, minute where we talk about the movie the godfather, godfather. minute <laughs> uh 1972 uh one minute at a time well we talk we pick a minute of the movie let me explain it to you, just in case you don't understand the concept so Wait, far. Do you mean explain it to me? You and the listener, in case they're, they're still not clear on certain details. Yeah, because I, I had a few questions, and okay. maybe this will clear it up. Well, here's the way it's ideally supposed to work. We take a random minute of The Godfather, mm-hmm. We uh, and we can only limit ourselves to discussing what happens in that minute. We can talk about behind-the-scenes stuff, we could talk about... Uh, the characters, things we like, things we didn't. You know, you're looking at me kind of confused. That's not at all. That has not been my vision. Really? And I, I don't feel like we, that's what we've been doing. Huh. We may have to go back and start from scratch. All Maybe right. we should only do one every two weeks. So we, we, we yeah, make think, sure we get it right. You think we're just stampeding through it? That's yeah. the problem. I mean, why okay. rush? Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. Don Corleone would have taken his time making yeah. these kinds of say? decisions. Take your friends, friends slow, slow and your enemies slower. slower. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, okay. Well, uh, we'll have a, uh, a a show. We'll have a post show discussion about that to yeah. see if we want to go every two, every bi weekly. I guess. That okay. Would be. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so but so now at least we'll talk about minute twenty nine of The Godfather. Wow, we're already up to twenty nine. Twenty nine. Do you know how to say that in Italian yet, Alex? Uh, minuto numero venti nine. Almost. You almost. <laughs> got, you got. You got twenty of it. Uh, <laughs> Venti, venti, nove, nove. That's easy. Nove, to and you've seen nine twice already. Venti nove. Yeah, a minuto, a minuto numero vente nove. You got it. Woo. Bravo, bravo. Uh, I think I, I'm gonna try to. I think I'm at the point now where I can speak fluent Sicilian. If okay. I went to Sicily, you drop me down anywhere, I could find my way back home. Drop you off with nothing but a uh, uh, pair of pair of boxer shorts and a toothbrush and you can make your way back to america a, a rich pair man. of boxers a toothbrush <laughs> uh uh three oranges <laughs> and uh an airline ticket those are all i need <laughs> okay i this may be bonus content material but i just thought of a great question if you were to drop get dropped off in sicily you uh-huh. alex robinson present day me you me you're talking about me you what four items would you want in order for you to become head of a of a mafia crime family, <laughs> you only got to pick four to start. Am I with. am I nude except for the four items, or do I? Correct. Am I wearing? Oh, You're what? correct. <laughs> well, in that case, I will take a. Um, uh, I'll probably just take a briefcase. Oh, really? What's in the briefcase? Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. One man with a briefcase oh. can steal more than 100 men with uh, nice. guns. So. I guess that's how Sonny found Tom in the street. Just nothing but a briefcase <laughs> and a box of shorts. <laughs> yeah. Dreaming of going to see a waltz picture. So we're talking <laughs> about Minute 29, and it starts off with our old friend Tom Hagen, and he's mm-hmm. uh, strolling around. Going to stage seven of Waltz International. Do you think he went right there? Right to stage seven? Uh, no. 
No, you think he ambled about? I think he clearly is a movie buff, mm-hmm. if he's, as we find out at the end of this the upcoming scene. So yeah. I think he took a chance and uh, and mm-hmm. walked around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's an interesting story. I was um, visiting Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Hollywood with a story. This Hollywood, story. Hollywood Land. Hollywood Land. As That's true. Called. No, we, we were there. It was just Hollywood. Oh, okay. The land was all gone by that mm-hmm. point. And uh, um, we got to go on the 20th Century Fox lot. I was mm. meeting someone there for some nothing related to a TV show or anything. And uh, but uh, well, I'll say we were visiting the Simpsons uh, offices mm-hmm. because uh, anyway. So and then after we finished our business there, uh, he was like, oh, yeah, so you can just go out. And we were walking out towards like the main gate. And I was like, we, we got to walk around while we're here because, you know, it's like a Hollywood lot like this, totally, like, yeah. you know, big buildings, different and, sets, uh, you movie know, well, stars. There was nothing was being filmed while we were uh, there because it was just, you know. I guess a lot of stuff they now they don't use the, the studio lots for anymore. Is it like the stereotype though, where you've got different sets and different warehouses ready to go? Did you see those? There probably are, but all the doors were closed. No, we didn't bump into oh. anyone walking. It wasn't like there was like a guy in a cowboy outfit walking around and an astronaut and a you know a gangster or anything like that. It was just you know us walking around. But uh, anyway, guess, it was still fun. I guess they have, have that stuff locked up these days, or else you have all kinds of crazies. Well, a lot of money in them props. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yes, I think he he probably strolled around. Mm-hmm. I think they should do an extended director's cut. Where you see Tom walking around and like, oh, look, there's Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, look, it's Victor Mature. All these what, obscure celebrities <laughs> that no one knows who they are anymore. What you don't see in The Godfather yeah. is, or all those scenes cut out where Hagen goes and talks to producers to all these other films to try to get Johnny Parts and all these oh, other films. Because he knows it's a long shot getting him in this role with Waltz. So he's like, maybe I can get him in a Disney picture <laughs> or... Some some two bit uh, horror film, or maybe to hedge his bets, he did get Johnny parts in all those. So if you went to the movies in nineteen forty six, like Johnny Bontane showed up everywhere in those movies. It's great, (laughs) you know, like a children's animated cartoon. Yeah, or maybe Tom was trying to get jobs for himself because now, Uh, as we talked about last time, he's officially the consigliere. After the wedding scene, the Don Mm -hmm. said, "You are now the consigliere," and now he's maybe having second thoughts. So you think he, at this point he knows he's the consigliere? Oh, he definitely does. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't remember if I talked about that, but it's clearly in the book where when Jenko dies, Adon like makes Right him. on the spot. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he uh, makes Tom kill him to, be, to become yeah. the next mother's over the pillow. Now you're a wartime consigliere. <laughs> One more thing you got to do for me. <laughs> yeah. Kill him. All right. But, but I'll talk a little bit later about what that means for Tom's mindset going into this first true mm-hmm. mission as, as yeah. the, as the oh, real yeah, t- I think we talked about that. You were bit, saying yeah. that he knew that he, this mm-hmm. could not fail. Exactly. Yeah. Was, uh, you know. So, uh, so there is a little bit of background information. I would like to reference the book. Not that the book is different than the movie, but so are you saying the book is the same as the movie? In some ways, I guess I got to record that now too. The book is the maybe we'll just overdub. The book is yeah. the same as the movie. Yeah, I'll work on that. Yeah, so many musical things to work on. Mm-hmm. By the by, the time we get to the end of Godfather Three, this thing is going to be wall to wall jingles oh, because everything. We, oh, yeah, we're talking about uh, Michael Corleone play the Michael Corleone theme. <laughs> yeah. So Tom flies directly to L.A. Tom flies when you're having fun. (laughs) And in the book, on page 49, Puto writes, 
It was late Sunday night before Tom Hagen could kiss his wife goodbye and drive out to the airport with his special number one priority, with his special number one priority, a grateful gift from a Pentagon staff general officer. He had no trouble getting on a plane to Los Angeles. All right. So what was so that was all in parentheses. Yeah. So I'm guessing he he had some type of quote special number one priority end quote status because he knew a Pentagon. Is it on a government plane? It's not clear. Hmm. I I have the same question. It doesn't look like it when it lands. It doesn't look like a military plane. Maybe the military has like a certain thing where they can a certain number of seats on a plane. They could say, listen, we got to, this guy needs yeah. to go because this is, you know, Pentagon business. Yeah. Maybe for officers that yeah, need to go like to meetings that. around yeah. the country. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Also airline travel was a lot different back then because you had to be pretty wealthy and yeah, it's not like you'd go to the airport and there'd be thousands of people mm-hmm. there. It was this mm-hmm. before it was, uh, you know, a common thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Puzo writes that Tom drinks not only one, but two martinis on the plane. Oh, now that's interesting because I would have assumed that the plane ride would take, like, it's a propeller plane, as we mm-hmm. see. Assuming the mm-hmm. assuming the plane we saw la- the last week is the plane Tom is on. Yeah. It's not necessarily true. But, <laughs> but, you know. Could just be stock footage. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> like, but in any case, I don't think there were commercial jets at this time. So you're no. probably flying across with a propeller plane. I imagine that would take a bit longer than. You know, nowadays it takes six hours. I yeah. can see drinking two martinis over six hours, but two martinis over six days? <laughs> yeah, that's spaced out quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, maybe they said maybe they I, meant he only drank two martinis. Yeah. On the way over. I mean, he probably had a stopover in like Sioux City and uh, I guess stops in Vegas, I mean, visits uh, his friend Mo his Green. His friend Mo Green, yeah. Visits Fredo's you know, little, uh, you know, uh, I could have sworn there was something in the book about. I'm going to have to go back and reference right. the actual plane trip, but I think you're right. I, I don't think they could have had direct flights back then. Yeah, it seems unlikely. I mean, you might have been had to stop like ten times. Well, this is this is mid or late 40s. Yeah, so and 1946. So, I think. Yeah, I and mean, well, didn't planes fly from the East Coast America across the Atlantic to England at that point? And that's definitely longer than a trip to L.A. Uh, you know, I don't know if they did at that point. How would they get planes? Maybe it was all ships, boats? I think so, or they built them in... Because I know when in World War II, it was an issue of like they would send a bomber in to bomb, but they had and it had just enough fuel where it could oh, get yeah. back. And yeah. Anyway, we'll have to look. I'm we'll sure look some, some airline historian is listening to this and he's like gnashing his teeth right now. <laughs> yeah. We're all like, oh, they didn't have jets back then. <laughs> like, you forgot about the experimental XP-38. <laughs> oh, no. What you don't know, Alex, this is Hollywood, New Jersey. Oh. Yeah, you didn't know that. There was a, th- a budding uh, film industry right across the river. The Hollywood Land sign should yeah. have tipped me off. What a win for Tom's all. Like, what am I going to Hollywood? He's all complaining. He has to go take a plane 20 minutes across the river. Drinking his, pounding <laughs> yeah. his two martinis. He's definitely an alcoholic if he pounds two martinis a 20-minute flight. <laughs> so uh, I've talked about this a little bit before, but Puzo also writes about the importance of this mission. I, I think it's important to... to mission. Yeah, mission to talk about this because you really don't get this in the movie. And there's a little stress on on Tom Hatchman Hagen. <laughs> um, yeah, Tom realized that his career as consigliere would be seriously affected by the success or failure of this mission. Mm-hmm. By family business standards, whether Johnny Fontaine got his coveted part in the war movie or did not was a minor matter. It's true. Far more important was the meeting Hagen had set up with Virgil Solazzo the following Friday. Mm. But Hagen knew 
that to the Don both were of equal importance, which settled the matter for any good consigliere. It's true. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Uh, so matters of business and personal matters carry the same weight in the Don's world. Well, if it's if it's personal matter that he... His personal matter. His personal matter, yeah. yeah. Paulie takes a day off because he has a cold. I don't think they take too kindly to that. Uh, Paulie won't see him no more. <laughs> hey, by the way, I do have a special musical surprise. <gasps> I've been planning it for several minutes. And I mean podcast minutes, uh-huh. which translates into a couple weeks, maybe? <laughs> feels like years so i'm not sure when to lay it on you but i want to lay it on you this episode <laughs> so you are sure when to lay it on me well sometime this episode <laughs> okay. should we wait until oh. the end of the content and then, mm. then i'll bust it out maybe keep our little tease our readers and sure. I'll, I'll give you a hint here's a little teaser mm-hmm. it has to do with paulie gatto what yeah, it does oh we won't bring here and him no more <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of teasing, we should also mention that in today's bonus content, uh, mm. I will be discussing, uh, long-time listeners will remember I read uh, The Sicilian. Alex just used air quotes, by the way. By he Mario Puzzo. <laughs> and I've now started reading the next book, Omerta. Omerta. Yes, the next uh, Godfather book by Mario Puzzo. So uh, if you want to hear that, then uh, go to go to Star Wars Minute. Go to godfatherminute.com slash support Sign up, and you'll get to, to hear that. It was less than a buck a show, and we appreciate all your support for all of, of you. Yes, all you fans who are supporting us, we or greatly just listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, so let's anyway. do the musical surprise maybe toward the end. Yeah, right before. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. remind me, it's it's pretty darn oh, good. I, yeah. I forget. <laughs> so um, that's it for the background leading mm-hmm. up to the scene. So now Stom, the foreground, and, and Alex, I don't like you, but I've been. Waiting for this, I've been waiting for this Holt scene a long time for a while, <laughs> for quite a while. Oh uh, yeah, he goes to Hollywood and mm-hmm. um, Hollywood, and we see Tom uh, Hagen goes to Hollywood. <laughs> the backdoor pilot right oh. there. <laughs> I think we already came up with him, Tom, trying to get Johnny all these other parts. <laughs> the whole sitcom, every episode is him going to a different film company yeah. trying to get Johnny parts. <laughs> anyway, so we see Jack Waltz. Jack Waltz. He's, he's busy talking with other people and so on. And um, It is 10 in the morning. As we mentioned earlier in the minute, Tom Hagen thought that was a bad sign. He was scheduled the first thing in the morning. Plus, he was so wasted from all those martinis. Oh, I he was like, I'm not so worried yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had some information about the actor who played <laughs> Jack Waltz. Oh, awesome. But I ne- neglected to write his name down, of all things. <laughs> So uh, give me a second while I look this up, and uh, you want to go ahead with something while yeah, I'll vamp for a minute? Sure, sure. Um, well, you're going to talk about the actor. I can... Anything about the character that you can tell us that we don't know from that? I actually have quite a bit mm-hmm. about the background that's from the book. Mm-hmm. Is now the time to do it? Or I, did I get... actually plan to talk about it next minute, because next okay. minute's a little slower. Well, it's good, because I, uh, okay. I found some... Wow, issues. that was fast. How'd you learn his name so fast? <laughs> I have this thing, uh, it's called a smartphone. What do you mean? It's, uh, you can basically look up, it's like a magical thing. You get any information you need at any point. Oh, boy, I still use my Encyclopedia Britannica's. <laughs> And I have it's a dog-eared true. under the W-O, so I can quickly reference Walt. You know, everyone teases the encyclopedias, but once uh, once this whole digital thing collapses and all digital content is erased, <laughs> you're going to be running back to those, uh, those encyclopedia. Uh, John Morley is the actor's name. Mm. Uh, he Did lived, you say Morley with an M? M, Morley. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, Marley. Marley. Like Jacob Marley or uh, yeah, Ziggy Marley. That's right, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Don't worry about the film. <laughs> he was so horrified by what happened that he retired from the movie business and moved to Jamaica. And took off a whole new career after It's going to be produced without Johnny Fontaine. Go on. Um, so uh, he was in 1907. He lived from 1907 to 1984. Mm, okay. Um, 1907. 07, yeah. Wow. So he would have been, uh, you know, late 60s, I guess, yeah. at this point. Yeah. He was in over 150 films and television oh my programs. Gosh. Certainly not going to list them all. Basically, he was on every drama that was on TV from like the 1960s and 70s, you know, like. Uh, Kojak and Bonanza and all oh, the Hawaii Five O, all those kind of shows yeah. that uh, that were around then. Um, I don't recall ever seeing him anywhere else besides Godfather. What would be the next biggest thing he was in? Well, I wrote down he was in the movie called Love Story. Which, okay, I never I never saw it, but I I recognize it. Uh, and he was nominated for a Best Supporting Actor mm. and got a Golden Globe nomination for Best Supporting Actor mm. from that movie. So I've never seen it either. Love Story? Love Story. Is that about his relationship with the girl that Johnny Fontaine stole from him? <laughs> and just yeah. to show I'm not a hard ass, it was a love story. <laughs> he, so he was perfect. It wasn't a dollars and cents story. It was a love story. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was a movie that was very big at the time, but now is seems like it's yeah. kind of forgotten to uh, to history. Have you ever heard the expression "love means never having to say you're sorry"? Yes, that is from the movie oh, "Love really? Story." That was their catchphrase. Oh, in fascinating that, in that movie. So I remember when I was living a few years ago in the Bronx, our native borough of New York City. Mm-hmm. Some friends and I biked down to to Bryant park on 42nd street because there it was in the summer and they were showing a love story in the park and we were like oh let's just go and bike and who knows and we got there and didn't watch it because it was just so crowded yeah so we just biked around yeah never got to see it Hmm. i wonder if it holds up yeah have Um, you seen it no i've never seen it. oh okay uh it doesn't it's like i think the premise of it is this couple falls in love the girl gets some disease and slowly dies throughout the movie oh boy so i think that's kind of like what it was yeah i'm I'm glad i biked around and didn't stay (laughs) so some other things that uh he was in um he was in a movie called uh the greatest heroes of the bible in which he played moses if you can believe it so funny to imagine with his like (laughs) you know new york accent let totally. my people go <laughs> yeah and just to show you it's not all about uh, golden calves and tablets <laughs> he, uh, me, he, uh, he hears the voice from god he's like all right start talking <laughs> <laughs> listen here my hebrew friend <laughs> um he was in a twilight zone episode uh oh. kick the can Oh, that's wow. the one where all the old people i only know it from the remake yeah, that was too. in the movie and uh oh interesting and uh, he was also in the movie Hoopa. Oh, okay. Uh, where he played a movie mogul who was friendly ah. and played a, a kindly father figure to stuntman Burt oh Reynolds. My gosh. So. so all of these roles were building up to this one. <laughs> Although some of these one. might have been after the guy. He might have oh, been typecast okay. <laughs> as, a, as a movie. Um, the only one I can think of that we might have seen is he was on the television program The Incredible Hulk. Mm. Where he played David Banner's father. Interesting. So, that that may be the closest to me yeah, having I seen him. I, I don't, don't think recall, I've seen any of that other stuff. But uh, yeah, being kids, we were both Hulk fans. Yeah. Although, when was the Hulk? When was that show filmed? Was that latish seventies? Yeah, I want to say maybe seventy seven through eighty ish. Okay. Maybe so that was short, that was a little bit after the Godfather. Yeah. So he would have looked the same, more or less the same. Yeah. But also keep in mind that when we were watching the Hulk. 
we pretty much were only interested in the scenes with yeah, the Hulk. So true. if it was a scene where David Banner is having a reconciliation with his father, yeah. we weren't going to be interested in that. We would have tuned out. But uh, Oh, know. let me tell you something, you green pumped up little freak. <laughs> My green steroid friend. <laughs> yeah, I ain't no green monster. <laughs> I heard about your little gamma ray experiment. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there you go. So that's some uh, the information I have about him. That's great. Uh, yeah, I feel like they don't. Um, they feel like they don't make actors like this anymore. What do you mean? Like, I, well, in general, if you look through pictures of people like in the '30s and the '40s, mm-hmm. not that this was this is not in the '30s and '40s, obviously, but it's in the '70s, which is still 40 years ago now. Uh, like. People don't look the same as they did in in olden times. Yeah, like if you look through a yearbook from like 1935, like you, there's no one you look at and go, yeah, I could see that person walking around today. I mean, granted, yeah. the hairstyles and fashions and stuff, but I mean, physically, people look different. Back yeah, then. they really do. And I don't know if it was just like, oh, they were more they there was a wave of immigration, so it was a lot of like. Like people who were more purely their ethnic group, mm-hmm. so features like that would tend to get. Yeah, would tend to be more prominent than they are now. That everyone's a lot more uh, mixed together. But anyway, so you're saying, what's the Waltz's actors? I want to really Jack honor Marley. Him. Jack Marley. Yeah, you're saying people. There's no one really that look has his look anymore. Well, I feel like this movie particularly has a lot of actors who who have a certain look. Like even yeah. Salazzo too. He yeah. looks like yeah. a certain kind of like mm-hmm. you know. Anyway, yeah, yeah, interesting. So uh, anyway, you used to say you wanted to say anything else about Jack Marley. Oh, uh, no. Next minute, I'm going to talk more about the character, some okay. of his background. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I, th- uh, I think it's better to wait because we're going to get right into this interaction. And then maybe we'll reveal some of the background that, yeah. that yeah. kind of you have to, ex- explains uh, why he's such a badass. Yeah. You have to really pace yourselves when you're doing these minute shows because mm-hmm. you don't want to do, you don't want to, you know, spill it all out in the first, yeah. the first time you see him and then totally talk well, about it. Well, I think him, it's right? also good or commentary or storytelling where you we first talk about their interaction right, and then right, all of a sudden, yeah. oh, by the way, yeah. he's such a badass because of this. Yeah. Uh, but I do have more in the book about this a little bit preceding this interaction. Mm-hmm. So uh, Puzo writes that Don Corleone and Johnny Fontaine had coached Tom Hagen before he went out to Hollywood to really prepare him for mm-hmm. his meeting. With like an acting coach. Well, not really, not not coaching his approach, but just I don't know what you call it, and informing and giving him them him as much information as possible about Waltz. Oh, okay. so that he could do his job. A dossier. That a dossier. Makes sense. I imagine Tom. Tom's a yeah. He's not a wartime yeah. concierge, but I think he's thorough with his. Uh, yeah, so it, and it's really interesting. On page fifty, Puzo writes, "Both the Don and Johnny had briefed him on the character of the movie producer Jack Waltz. From everything that Johnny said, Hagen knew he would never be able to persuade Waltz. But he also had no doubt whatsoever that the Don would keep his promise to Johnny. His own role was that of negotiator and contact." Ah, oh, so isn't that interesting? So he he knew it was a it was doomed. So I guess that's basically why whenever Jack Waltz is yelling at him, he just kind of <laughs> takes it in stride, just like, I admire yeah. your pictures very much. Exactly. <laughs> he's totally he's not reacting knows, to yeah. it. He's like, knew this was old. He's like, oh, I got to go out to Hollywood, New Jersey, quick, yeah. you know, get some sunshine. Yeah, he does seem kind of down or, just, or not down, <laughs> but just doesn't really care. Yeah. Here's my card. I'm here. I'm a fan of your pictures. I'm going to be across the street at Disney. Just, just come he's find going, me. going through yeah. the motions. Yeah. <laughs> 
And but Walt is taking himself seriously. <laughs> Eventually, he's like, "No, really, it's okay. If you don't want to do it, oh yeah, you're gonna muscle me. Oh, reverse psychology, huh, tough guy. Well, listen to me, you shred shrinker. <laughs> oh, really, Mister Walt? It's okay. My client will understand. Oh, your client, yeah. I ain't no band leader. <laughs> he's busting out all his greatest hits right now. <laughs> I'm going to make him a counteroffer he can't refuse. Cartoon. Cartoon. <laughs> so uh, Tom does say an odd line, I, which, you know, you see um, Waltz is like filling out paperwork or something for, you know, on-set business. Mm-hmm. And then uh, so Tom says to him, uh, my client would give his undying friendship if yeah. Mr. to Mr. Waltz if Mr. Waltz would grant him a small favor. Yeah. And then Walter continues if I say, oh, what favor would he give Mr. Waltz? I, I <laughs> so had this. Why are they talking about him like in the third person? I had the same question. <laughs> I have a whole bunch of notes here about that. And do you think Tom, does Tom, and was it Tom's idea to refer to him in the third person and Waltz just kind of continues with that? Yeah, that's what I feel like in Walt's case that he went with it because he was like, why is this? Why is this a Goomba Guinea talking to me? And they're like, I'm not here. Why is he talking to Mr. Walt? In the third Does he not know I'm Mr. Walt? <laughs> Let me tell you something, pal. <laughs> I ain't no band leader. I'm Mr. Walt. Please don't, Mr. Walt. I'm here for another few hours. You're talking to Mr. Walt. I well, bet that's what uh, that's what like Johnny told him. He's like, whenever he's well, always <laughs> talk to him. <laughs> that was my other theory yeah. is that when Don Corleone and Johnny were coaching him, yeah. they said, "Oh, make sure you talk to him the third person and make him feel like a bigger man. <laughs> like you want to yeah, be somewhat totally. deferential. You want to be friendly. You want to make an offer." First, I thought maybe he was like didn't want to do it because there was someone else that you know, like a another minion oh, there, so yeah. he didn't want to say like, "Hey, listen." But yeah, they walk off together, and he's still yeah. You know, yeah, it's, 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 it's weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, I like the idea that, that they wrote out like note cards for her. And then so Johnny's <laughs> note card said, we would give Mr. Waltz our undying friendship if Mr. <laughs> Waltz would grant us this whole favor. And he just read it as is and not like he didn't say you or just like, you know, that's so funny. <laughs> he's actually reading the note cards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so, I love the fact that when he says, uh, he says, uh, he says, start talking. Yeah, that's a great line, by the way. Yeah. Oh, okay, start talking. I'm going to start using that. <laughs> um, oh, so then he says, oh, wait, I want you to give Johnny the, the the war picture you're starting next week. And then Walt's like, looks up at the other guy. It's such a yeah. funny uh, like thing. Like, can you believe this asshole? <laughs> it's perfect, his response. He like keeps signing the paper. Yeah. It's in front of him. He looks up. He just kind of smiles with his pipe in his mouth. He's like, like yeah. oh, Johnny, you're so <laughs> see right through you. <laughs> I was wondering who that guy was. It sound, looked like some kind of just business guy getting to sign papers. In the script, he's identified as man. <laughs> so he's like symbolic of all yeah. men. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, a little bit of background, too. About the man? Well, not about the man, but oh, just some, some background leading up to this. The, I may have talked about this last minute. Even though the Don had his power in New York... Mm-hmm. He had become strong by helping labor leaders. Mm-hmm. And so the Hollywood union guy... So he had a connection with right, labor, yeah. and so he had his West Coast union guy talk to Waltz uh, and suggested there could be a strike. So Waltz mm. had already had This some, was already in the works. Yeah, so Waltz was probably ready for this. Oh, and that's why Tom says, oh, he could help you with 
the, your union problem you're having, like as if it's yeah. already it's already starting. Exactly. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. a good. Uh, and and so then Waltz puts two and two together. He's like, oh, I've been hearing about this, and oh, so now okay. this is yeah. the guy who's yeah. delivering that message. Uh, yeah, they should have everyone out walking around picket signs <laughs> behind <outside>. Tom's <laughs> yeah, on strike. Unfair. <laughs> Tom should have been making good demands. <laughs> well, Tom should have been leading this strike oh, with a megaphone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no Johnny Fontaine, no movie. No yeah. Johnny Fontaine, no movie. <laughs> Mr. Waltz would give, you, would give you a give Mr. Waltz a great favor if Mr. Waltz would uh, give him a part in the picture. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, oh no, your latest actor has got to go. I uh, hey. Oh, wait. So they're, they're all they're demanding in their strikes is that Johnny gets the that's part. That's it. Oh, yeah, that's how wow. much power that Tom has. <laughs> Once they get it, the union guys are like, oh, what do we get? It was like, oh, you go back to work now. We got Johnny a picture. <laughs> that was it. Hey, hey, yeah. oh, ho. That's the chant. So the cha- so the order of operations would be the Don <laughs> says to the labor leaders in California, oh, stop, or I guess says to, to Tom, tell the, land, tell the labor leaders. And then so the labor leaders, Tom says, hey, the labor leaders like, what? what? Yeah, he's I'm like, sorry, are, we, so- are we going on strike for those health benefits? <laughs> no, Johnny meets a partner's war picture. <laughs> I'm like, what? I told you that weeks ago. You had, why'd you misinterpret it? So he talks to the labor leader. Mm-hmm. The labor leader then they talks goes to, to the Waltz. people and says, does he go to Walt and say, listen, you've got to give Johnny a part in this or does he just say, Hey man, we want, we're going to go on strike without being specific. Cause could, the, the labor leaders couldn't say we want Johnny to get a part in the picture. Cause it'd be so suspicious. Why would the, why would the labor leaders care if Johnny's in the picture? May, I got the impression it was one guy. It was maybe the, the labor leader, Hollywood guy who yeah. Don Corleone knows and has influence over. And he said, Hey, get Johnny the part of this picture. So maybe he, I, oh, so I think, you think the labor leader said, hey, if you were to give Johnny the part in this picture, that would be good. I, I think so. See, I feel like it was, I feel like the labor leaders were just like, hey, man, we're going to go on strike oh, and then just setting the stage. And then when it. Tom comes, he's like, yeah. oh, I see what they're, you know, like yeah. this is all part That's of when he puts two and two together. Maybe that's why he looks up and smiles at that point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're right. It probably is that way. Well, so when, or I was thinking when he looks up at the guy, the other take you could, the other way I could look at it is that he's like embarrassed. Yeah. Because here this guy is threatened, like basically issuing part of his threat in front yeah, of this other guy. And exactly, so the guy's like, yeah. huh, like Waltz is like, huh, like slapping where usually like this son of a bitch is, you know, yeah. to come in front of my crew and talk to me like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't talk to me like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then, then Tom and and the, so the man leaves, and then uh, Jack and uh, Tom walk through the uh, the, the backstage yeah. area. And that's like, when they start talking about the sort of implied right, the, the specific. Yeah. So I also I want to say uh, beautiful cinematography in oh, this scene, great. like it's lit so where they're walking mm-hmm. through, and they're both they're both in shadows, but it's all clear what's going on, and then yeah. they're silhouetted up against the door like that, mm-hmm. and Tom with his hat and everything, it looks it's it, it's classic. Just, it's perfect. You've got that bright light outside. Yeah. It's Hollywood. It's bright. It's yeah. fun. It's money. But yet you have these two characters. Completely silhouetted, dark, doing a shady business <laughs> yeah, just outside of the light. Yeah, it's great. True. It's perfect. And they're in a place where nothing is quite what it seems mm. because they're in the business of creating illusions. Oh, that's right. Ooh, they're making <laughs> movies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, so Tom says. Uh, so, some of the things he says you can help him with are mm. you can help with the union problem, yeah, which we've already discussed, yeah. And then uh, one of his stars, what does he say? <laughs> He's making the transition from. Marijuana to heroin. 
He says, you're going to have some union problems. My client can make them, could make them disappear. Yeah. Also, one of your top stars has just moved from uh, marijuana to heroin. The heroin. And that's when Waltz cuts him yeah. off. So one of your top stars has just moved from marijuana to heroin. All right. So Tom cuts him. So he cuts him off there. <laughs> if he kept listening, what would Tom have said? And oh, if... He'll, we'll bring him to a rehab center. Like, what, <laughs> what was the connection between this guy getting you know, heroin and, like, what could the dog do in that situation? Oh, my gosh. I mean, he could like just get him well, cheaper heroin? Well, kind of like what he did to Johnny. He cloistered him in his house. We'll, we'll keep, keep oh. acting in my house for a month. No women, no drugs, no alcohol, no singing, so, so it's like no a, acting. <laughs> it's a, so it really is like a rehab thing he's offering you. Yeah, the Don, Don Corleone's house, Fortress, is a rehab center. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. That is a good, uh, that's a good... That's why they were... That's why Michael was always glad that Frankie Pantangeli took over the, the rehab yeah, business. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would have prepared something. Some, <laughs> some crack cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So what's the stuff the heroin users uh, 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 use uh, to methadone? kick it? Methadone. Methadone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, uh, methadone cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, I have the answer to that question. I often wondered that too until I read the book. What? All the answers are in the book. The book elaborates the movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. And in the book, um, Hagen says, your top, quote, your top, your top male, your top male, st- I can't do a Hagen voice. Help me do a Hagen voice. It's, I guess now, now like ten years from now, you can yeah. just do a line that he's. But he doesn't have yeah. a distinctive voice. No, <laughs> top male star who makes a lot of money for the studio and just graduated from marijuana to heroin. The heroin. And my client can guarantee that he won't be able to get any heroin anymore. Whoa, now that is a reach. Especially since as we're going to find out, the, he doesn't really have any no. pull in the heroin. No, community. he want he wants to keep the drugs out of the schools. <laughs> Away exactly. from out of the neighborhood. Um, uh, so yeah, interesting. So, so he had to actually keep this guy all dry. I mean, so the guy's going to every. That's that's some far reach. But yeah, and it like, seems how like could you get to every single practical? Yeah, how could you get to every single street dope dealer and say, "Hey, this one guy, don't don't hook him up." Well, I guess maybe he doesn't have to go to every street dealer. He just goes to the main distribution point. He goes to like uh, Tatalia with a picture of the actor and says, distribute this among your men. But then Tatalia has to make, what, 40 copies and get them to all the well, actual he just, point he just, people. He makes 10 copies and gives them to the next layer. They give, ah. He gives them to his Tessio <laughs> and then Tessio makes, it's like a chain letter. So eventually the whole city is papered with pictures of the stars saying, don't give him heroin. So they want to keep it quiet. <laughs> <laughs> would, would it be the actor's uh, what do you call it face shot headshot oh yeah totally would yeah. it be all him all smiling or would it be him all, <laughs> yeah, be all like strung movie, out they take a movie poster and, <laughs> <laughs> and the funny oh this would be great and, but every time that movie actor goes to one of the dealers yeah. the dealer says sorry man I can't hook you up but would you mind signing my, my picture he ends up signing hundreds of pictures <laughs> it's like when you go to a deli and there's like do not cash checks for these people in his picture <laughs> Picture of Clark Gable all smiling. Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> or was he going to say, he, well, he's going to graduate from marijuana to heroin, and we can get him the top best stuff. You would not believe oh. this, man. You would not believe this shit. It is <laughs> the best. <laughs> so so that's why he threatens that. Or, or not threatens it, but that's his offer. Yeah. I can't believe Waltz can refuse this offer. I don't No think union problems. His... his 
his actor, and I'm assuming the actor that Tom is talking about who's graduating from marijuana heroin is not the actor who's going to be in the picture that Johnny wants. It's, all, it's another actor who's working on other pictures. Yeah, because that would seem almost an easier way. Well, then even then, he yeah. wouldn't give Johnny the part. It's not like yeah. if they got rid of that actor, Johnny would be next in line because, yeah. because let me tell you something, Johnny Fonstein is not going to get that part. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then Waltz cuts him off and says, hey, are you trying to muscle me? In the book, they say, are you, he says, are you trying to muscle, put, put muscle on me? Hmm. A little difference. Yeah. Yeah. Are you trying to muscle me? I wonder if that was what people used to say and I evolved into the kids made it cooler by just saying, are you trying to muscle me? Yeah. Now, like generally slang gets shorter. Like people used to say whatever you want to do. But now people just say whatevs. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I thought it should have ended with Jack Wells. Ah, whatevs. (laughs) (laughs) He walks away. (laughs) All right, so I guess that wraps up minute uh, 29. Excellent, excellent, bravo. <laughs> well, Alex, I know you've been waiting all episode, maybe all month, but I'm on the edge of my seat. Now's the time for the musical surprise. So uh, here it is. It is called the Cannoli Countdown. Hit it. So it's the cannoli countdown, Alex. Oh, fantastic. Can you guess how many minutes are left until the... 29? You're close. It is... <laughs> how many? There are 30 minutes left. Exactly 30 minutes. It happens in episode 59. Oh, I thought you meant... I thought you meant how many minutes were left until we said, take the gun, leave the cannoli. So you mean we're thirty? We are thirty minutes away from the cannoli scene. From the cannoli nice. scene, yes, that is so cool. It's the, I call it the cannoli countdown. So you can end every episode with that so until the cannoli shows I up. I mean, we can talk about it. We can do it every episode, or we can do it every other. Or, I, mean, I had a lot of fun making it. That was uh, that sounded terrific. I can't. You're eventually going to be able to release all these on a on a triple on album a compilation. Set. Yeah. You think? Yeah, vinyl. Oh boy, I want vinyl that shit. Yeah, and I wonder if I'll get muscled out though with the royalties. <laughs> Paramount, <laughs> Don Corleone. That's true. So 30 minutes left to the famous Polly Clemenza. And so it's 30 weeks from now. 30 weeks from now. Yeah, well, yeah. we're going to look back at this How long time. is that? That's, this is like l- almost, uh, it's probably two thirds of a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to look back at this minute and be, oh, remember how young we were back then? Oh my we, gosh. Waltz showed up. <laughs> Well, all right, then. So, well, Do you was, want to rate the episode? Oh, right. I totally forgot about mm-hmm. that. Um, well, oh. we got Jack Waltz, yeah. which is good. 
Um, but he's not really full blown Jack Waltz yeah. yet. You get a little bit of it at the end, but yeah. uh, you know, he's really at his Jack Waltziest when he's, <laughs> when he's hollering. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it three. Oh, I was going to give it four. Four. Okay. There's something about the entrance to Waltz, uh, Sweet. Tom's interactions with him. It's true. Uh, just classic. Marijuana uh, at the heroin. Talking, <laughs> talking about each other in the third person. It's funny. Um, <laughs> I think it's also a key transition scene. This is really the first thing outside the wedding that you see outside of the wedding in the office. It's the first time we see uh, like the sort of the Don's machine in action. Yeah. Yeah. Like actually, you know, Mm -hmm. working out these favors. Yeah. Cool. So I think that's it for this minute. Do we okay. want to plug all our, our ways to communicate? Sure. We're on Twitter, at Godfather Minute. Uh, we have a Facebook page, which is just Godfather Minute. And we also have Fredo Corleone's Mickey Mouse Nightclub, where you can uh, join up on Facebook, come talk about your favorite, uh, what uh, your favorite Jack Waltz pictures are. Isn't there a way for people to email us and say, give their impressions? Godfather Minute at uh, gmail.com. We got that last week. We got it. Godfather yes. Minute. At gmail.com. Yeah, so send us your MP3s of you saying, is MP3 the best format or Probably, is it better yeah, format? Yeah, MP3 is good. Or do you want like the highest or questions? Quality? Yeah, Go whatever. to a recording studio. Record you <laughs> saying, da da. Yeah. Send us a lossless <laughs> audio file. <laughs> and maybe we'll use it on the show. Yeah. You can send yeah. us questions too, or comments, whatever you, what do you have to say. Let us know. Yeah. Start uh, talking. Yeah. Or if you want, yeah, if there's something you want us to discuss in the bonus content or whatever, we'll do that too. And uh, yeah, so uh, until then, in in 30 minutes, you can take the gun, leave the cannoli. cannoli.